How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carter, score! some swagger. Push come to shove, we're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud post-game mini-podcast for the playoffs. So last night, we went to go see the Kings play the Blackhawks at Staples Center. Kings win 4-3. So now I just want everybody to know that Diane and I continue to be perfect when we attend playoff games at Staples Center. They always win. Uh, yeah, so basically we should go to every playoff game ever. Right. So they're going to win. They should thank us, because obviously <laughs> we were the difference maker. Me personally. <laughs> Not forget Dowdy's fourth goal. Forget <laughs> Slash performing at like <laughs> right. a national, the national anthem and them winning. It's us attending a game. Great job, us. We're also two for zero in like terrorizing the yard house afterwards yeah. with our feelings about the game. Kings winning. Yeah, it was a it was a fun game. I thought both teams actually played so pretty well. Of course, the Blackhawks got hemmed in a little bit in the third period because the Kings, as they do, were like, oh, we're playing with a lead. It's the third period, so we're still going to attack you and have so many shots on goal. That was my favorite part. Like, even when they were up 4-2 is you didn't see a drop-off in their game. Like, everyone always talks about how the Kings are great at defending a lead in the third period, but even more so, because instead of just kind of, like, barring down defensively and just being like, all right, you're not going to get anything, they were still aggressive. They still attacked. They still tried for that, like, fifth goal. Right. And that was phenomenal to see. I really loved it, especially because it wasn't just like, it wasn't like the Blackhawks backed off. They did try to enter the Kings zone a lot, but the Kings blocked so many shots in that third period. So it was like, on the one end, they are, I I think it might have been Dan Rosen or somebody who tweeted, you know, it's just target practice for the Kings in this third period. And so that was happening at one end of the ice. And then on the other side, the Blackhawks would try to enter the zone with control and the Kings would poke check it away or block a shot in front and then clear it. My favorite thing is I love a good active stick. I love when people are, you know, trying to active this the number of poke checks are just like sweeping the puck away from Blackhawks players the number of those in this game was really good for me mm-hmm. and I think the most notable one might have been Drew Doughty's uh clearing of the puck from Patrick Kane yeah uh right at the blue line and but also Trevor Lewis's hustle from one end of the ice to the other and then also was that Patrick Kane again yeah it came right before the Drew Doughty uh, uh poke check right where Lewis had taken a shot on goal. Then the way the rebound popped out, the Blackhawks were able to turn it back the other way, the other way really fast. And so Kane enters the zone and he tries to cut towards the slot so he can get a shot off. But Trevor Lewis has already like skated back and managed to catch up, turns around and poke checks it away. The Blackhawks keep it in and they get it. Well, they bring it back in and they get it um, to Kane again. And then Drew Doughty is like just getting it's out of the zone now. So good job generating literally nothing. I love it. I love it so much. And, um, and the Kings, I thought, even at the start of the game, I thought they started out pretty well. They had a good chance where they got a shot on goal, and then Crawford mishandled it a little, basically, and they he, it was never fully frozen. And he even, like, ended up turning, and it came out of his pads, and then the Blackhawks played it around the, 
back of the net. And then after that, he would swallow pucks and not give up any rebounds for the next couple of attempts. But the Kings, I thought, looked pretty strong to start the game. And then, of course, they get the first power play, which should have been an opportunity to go up and take a lead. But... Jonathan Taves bursts through Martinez and Justin Williams and gets a shorthanded goal, beating Jonathan Quick five-hole, which made it look probably a lot worse than it actually was. Yeah, even after that, like, I didn't feel bad about the Kings' chances just because they had been playing so well until then. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it was a shorthanded goal, but it's also Jonathan Taves, and he's been pretty good against the uh, the Kings this series. But uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't really indicative. Like, it was a bad shift it was a bad moment for the kings but it wasn't like a bad like they weren't bad the entire first period right so yeah. it was nothing really to worry about and what made it better is that about a minute later slava voinov yeah. slava slava voinov ties it up sad resting face Sa- okay we were talking about this because we were there early and we watched the warm-ups and he just it's warm-ups there's no reason to look concerned slava yeah. don't worry about it but he just has yeah uh resting bitch face is a thing but in his case He's just got a sad one. <laughs> right. uh, so we were very pleased to see, especially after the season that he's had, mm-hmm. to see him score a goal and just overall have a phenomenal game. I think in, even beyond the scoring opportunities that he had, he had, I believe, four shots on goal in this game. Even beyond those, I think defensively, he did a much better job than he's done in this series and maybe throughout most of the playoffs and the regular season. So I love being there to watch Slava Voinov kind of remember who he is. Let's talk about him on the penalty kill. Just out hustling a ton of Blackhawks players for like a scoring opportunity, essentially. And that was fantastic. Yeah, that was awesome. I don't want to get too far ahead, though, so we'll come back to that. But on that play, so then, of course, like, it's tied, which is great. So now it's not like, oh, they've let this okay start that they've had get away from them. It's tied. But then the Blackhawks get another goal, um, and it's Jonathan Taves again. And on that one, they looked a little sloppier, but it was the Chicago Blackhawks' top line against the Kings' third line, and then... Um, Jonathan Taves beats Jake Muzzin down low, which he's beat Jake Muzzin before, <laughs> and and things have turned into goals. I mean, I just talked about one that happened this season a couple podcasts ago, uh, but I have to give credit to Jake Muzzin because early earlier in that period, he decided to go one-on-one with Jonathan Taves against the boards and won that battle. So I respect Jake Muzzin for actually never backing down from Jonathan Taves like he doesn't you know have these things scored on him and then is like all right maybe I'm just not good enough to take on this guy he keeps trying but sometimes it just has bitten him in the ass and that is definitely one area where he was beat uh, but it, once again the Kings still looked fine um although I will say I think we both thought that Jonathan Taves might have gotten a hat trick <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> during the like, it might be something because that was gonna he happen. was um he had talked about you know needing to play by or to yeah to play as as an example to the rest of his team, and he definitely came out full force that first period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he played well during yeah, that first period, especially. He's a good player. Yeah, but uh, yeah, overall, like by the end of the period, it was two one. But the thing is, like the Kings on their penalty kill, Jeff Carter had that awesome uh, shorthanded chance. Mm-hmm. His hit Corey Crawford and deflected up, and so he didn't score. So it's like if he had managed to bury that, then they would have been tied two two with very similar types of opportunities, and it would have been fine. But so it's not like the Kings were ever completely on their heels or whatever during that first period. So I felt fine going into the second. Some people were a little frustrated, but overall I thought they looked good. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I still wasn't worried after that. The Kings were just playing so well. Yeah. And then some something I want to point out, too, before we stop talking about that first period in particular, is that people I saw were getting frustrated with, like, oh, like, Jonathan Taves now has all these points in the series. Where's Andre Kopitar? And it's like, yeah, they've managed to stop all of Kopitar and Gabrick's um, scoring chances, but A, they've had them. And even in this game, Kopitar was not on the ice for either of Jonathan Taves' goals. However, on after that shorthanded goal, that came against the Kings' second power play unit, and then they kept going, and then there was a change to bring on the first power play unit. And if you go back and watch it, Kopitar comes onto the ice, gets the puck in the Kings' zone, and then skates, like he does, 200 <laughs> feet of ice, including um, moving around a Jonathan Taves attempt to like poke the puck away from him. So he keeps it there. There's a second Blackhawks player. I don't remember who, when he actually gets into the offensive zone and Kopitar manages to still keep possession of the puck. And then he passes it to the point and the Kings finally get set up on this power play. And then it turns into some 10, 15 seconds later, Slava Voidov's goal. So Kopitar is there. (laughs) People need to stop questioning Kopitar. He doesn't have any goals yet, but he is doing work against the top player still. And he's shutting, like him and Gabrick are able to shut them down Mm -hmm. for the most part. Yes, Jonathan Davis had some goals, but they've silenced them for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Like, I mean, the rest of the game, obviously nothing came of that. And that gives the rest of the Kings opportunity to shine, mm-hmm. which we will see. Yeah. And then, of course, John the Taves bit on Slava Voinov's Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. On that goal. And so, you know, let's not put him on too high of a pedestal. We were talking yet. about this, about how uh, Jonathan Taves' shorthanded goal, um, a part of it was that, like, slight hesitation before he shot, mm-hmm. that kind of uh, Jonathan Quick bit on. Um, and then on the flip side, he bit on Slava Voinov's <laughs> pump fake. But... <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of funny. Right, yeah. Because the difference in talent this season between, like, a Jonathan Taves and Jonathan Quick thing, and right, then right. Jonathan Taves and Slava Voinov. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan really? Taves, who is now better than Sidney Crosby, right, should Apparently. not bite Slava Voinov's pump fake. So <laughs> these are just things that happen. So, yeah, it was fine. It was a good first period. Both teams played pretty well. Um, and then the second period happens, and the Kings still look really good. I think people, you know, have mentioned the fact that they only had four actual shots on goal. But if you, like, looked at that period, they were in the zone a lot. They had a lot of shot attempts. It wasn't like they weren't generating anything. And then when they actually did get shots on goal, they scored on two of them. So great job. I like the 50%. Yes. Shooting percentage. You're two for four. That's amazing work. (laughs) What was not so great was taking three consecutive penalties after scoring um, that third goal. But those were some amazing penalty kills. Yeah, those were good. That, like, brought the energy up a ton. Mm -hmm. And both of those goals were great-looking goals. First of all, when they were still down 2-1, there were two times last night where a King's, like, great opportunity that turned into just fucking nothing I don't have a scream. I don't have a left eardrum anymore. <laughs> just like totally reactionary scream in my seat and they were both because of Trevor Lewis. I oh my gosh, I was just slumped in my seat when I just I was watching that puck oh. just sit right outside the post and Trevor Lewis not being able to just stick handle it and just Tap it. Like, whatever. I don't care. That's all Get you it. had to do was just, you know, curve it around the post. You yeah. didn't even have to really take a shot. No, just, just drag it a around. little tap. little tap, and it would have got it. I, I immediately threw myself back into my seat and just groaned, me and 
18,000 plus other people. <laughs> Stop missing empty nets. How do you do this so consistently in these playoffs? I just hollered because how do you mess that up? But he did, and they were still down 2-1. Luckily, that second line that everybody is now referring to um, media-wide <laughs> as that 70s line. So they had a couple of great shifts, and they weren't able to capitalize on one of them, but then they followed it up with another awesome opportunity right around the net. Pearson, once again, from behind the net, Trevor Lewis, take notes for what you do when you're behind the net. (laughs) You don't uh, try to score a goal from behind the net is what we're trying to say here. You pass it to someone else who's actually... You pass it to Jeff Carter. You pass it to someone in the slot. (laughs) So Pearson, um, like he did in game two, where he passed from behind the net to Tyler Toffoli, who scored a goal from right in the slot, he passes to Jeff Carter, who's right on the doorstep, gets one up past Corey Crawford, and the game's tied. That was an awesome goal. That was awesome also because I'm just like, Blackhawks, why wouldn't you cover or like get the stick of the person who just scored three times on you last game? No, because why not? Let's just leave Jeff Carter alone in front of the net. I think that sounds like a great strategy. I do too, actually. (laughs) I like that, but I'm just saying it seems suspect from a Blackhawks point of view. Yeah. Hanzus and Oduya were there. Oduya was actually behind the net because he expected the other Blackhawks defenseman to get it from Pearson, which didn't happen. But Hanzus is right there, and he's not covering Jeff Carter at all. Hanzus had a pretty much terrible game. He was the one who covered the puck to give the Kings that first power play. He was there on Jeff Carter's goal. I think he was there again on one of the other goals, doing absolutely nothing useful. Um, and Oduya also had a rough night, I thought, against the Kings, because he was also like right there, not really making the defensive plays that he needed to. Um, and to add insult to injury, he got a pretty hard check for right, yeah, Brown. for all his hard work. Dustin Brown's big butt, yes, <laughs> and yeah. So they were both right there, but Jeff Carter buries it, makes it two two, and looks good doing it. I loved the hug celebration after that goal; it was super <laughs> adorable. We retweeted the gif, and it was great. <laughs> Just seeing it players hug and like hang off each other's necks is great to <laughs> yeah. us we find I, it we find it so charming i think it's especially good because jeff carter is so tall and yeah. so like and like uh pearson and Toffoli are smaller than him but they're not like small dudes but they're small enough that tyler Toffoli is like hanging off jeff carter's neck i just like that he just scoops the little rookies under his <laughs> yeah. wing he's like all right everyone hugs in. come on it really helps like sell the visual of calling it like the his kid line his kid line yeah. because they're smaller than him and have to hang off of him joyfully when things go well we could do entire podcasts about <laughs> yeah. kings like hugs right yeah and then they get ahead on tyler to awesome goal, which wasn't entirely a breakaway, but it was like similar to the Taves goal and that he basically pushed through two players and was like, all right, this puck is mine now. He and pushed then- through three players. I mean, one of them yeah. fell down, so <laughs> right. nicely done, but he split the D and was able to be fast enough that Corey Crawford couldn't get his pads mm-hmm. completely down to cover his five hole and he just snuck it right. Right, yeah. Right past. Slipped it right in. And it was gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful effort from Tyler Toffoli, Blackhawks killer. Also, we are perfect in coming to playoff games and having Tyler Toffoli score. That's true. So. <laughs> so great job. I mean, I did predict last period that, he, or last period, last podcast that he would get a hat trick. Well, that did not happen. I am glad that he did get a goal. Maybe next game. It's always possible with Tyler Toffoli playing the Chicago Blackhawks, who he apparently just scores against whenever he feels like it. Except for then, of course, during those three consecutive penalty kills that they had, there was that, like, well, okay, on one of (laughs) the, there was one chance, I think it was actually later in the game, where the Kings had a power play where he, like, 
got open for a one-timer, like, recovered the oh, puck, yeah. then got open for a one-timer. But then they had an opportunity during one of those penalty kills Shorthanded, yeah. t- for him to get a shot, and he falls. Justin Williams, like, was super patient with the puck, mm-hmm. like, had it there, was ready to set him up because none of the Blackhawks were defending him all that well, and he whiffs on the shot and then falls down. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> Poor guy. He looked like Trevor Lewis for a moment. Oh, no. The Trevor Lewis falling down. Since it didn't really lead to anything, I'm just going to mention it now. The most egregious falling down of this game was Trevor Lewis right, once again, right in front of the net. Great opportunity. They were all sorts of pressure in front of Corey Crawford. People were scrambling. Trevor Lewis steps on the puck and falls down. Wait, just like steps right on it. This is also when I lost, for real, lost the hearing on my left (laughs) side because Chanel screamed. (laughs) Why are you doing this to me, Trevor Lewis? All I do is love you. Why do you step on the puck? It was horrible for me. Um, And it was hilarious, obviously. Oh, gosh. After the screaming, and just like a moment of like, oh god, Trevor Lewis, why? <laughs> yeah. It was then laughter, but yeah. and and of course, like, oh, Trevor. So, I feel like someone we also have to talk about in that vein is Kyle Clifford. Okay, we love Kyle Clifford. We talk about it a lot. He works so hard mm-hmm. to get the puck, to recover the puck, to like puck protection. He hustles. He is not the best at hockey, though, and he cannot seem to, or Chanel always mentions that he should just be a person who passes. Yeah, become a passer, dude. Like, Don't try to score. He's really, like, I like at this point, I now, I can't even necessarily say he's not great at hockey, because, like, he's really clearly... No, he's good at hockey. He's very good at certain things about it, but I think he still, in his mind, would like to try to be the kind of person who could recover a puck and then shoot it, but he's very good at recovering a puck and then not being able to do anything with it. It's so fun and aggravating to see him hustle, kind of, like, rough a puck away from a Blackhawks player, kind of skate around behind the net, and and then. Yeah. And then nothing happens. Like, nothing comes of it, and he mm-hmm. worked so hard to do that. Um, I think only once did it pay off, because he passed it to, like, Mike Richards or something. But. Yeah, once he did get it back out to the point. And then one other time, he was able to draw that penalty, because Roosevelt cross-checked him in the neck. <laughs> but... Then there, but that was like not the only time he had recovered a puck like that in the game, and on yeah. all those other times, it was like, oh, where did you put the puck? Nowhere. Nowhere. So there was like a time I think last game where I watched him recover the puck while the Kings were technically on a change. So really, all he had to do was waste more time. But if he was a better player, he could have recovered this puck and turned a little and gotten a shot off. Instead, he had recovered this puck in Chicago zone and then skated into the boards. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He works so hard. Uh, like, uh, that's what we ended up, like, quoting that Linkin Park song. Like, Oh, my, oh, <laughs> yes, we, ha- this is also horrible because we now had a Linkin Park song stuck in our head. But he tries so hard and gets so far. So far. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Poor Kyle Clifford. The ballad of Kyle Clifford is a Linkin Park song. Oh, God. So I had to bring him up for a moment because I think he... He's he's working really hard, and sometimes he just doesn't know what to do. So just become a dude who gets really good at passing to somebody else. Like, and also other Kings players learn to support that guy more because you know he's gonna recover that puck. So somebody be there. Yeah, that was kind of that. part of the problem too. Is that he's good at doing this, especially when people are like, "Oh, let's change now," and no one is around. So he's like, oh, "Okay, I guess I still got this. I guess <laughs> right. I'll still hang out at the boards here. I guess this is now turned over." <laughs> but if fun. someone were there, you know, he could pass it to them, and maybe something could happen. But I guess not. The Blackhawks, so the Kings were up 4-2 in the third period and out shooting the Blackhawks. It was awesome. And then the Blackhawks um, finally get a third goal with three seconds left in the game. 
Well, first of all, we didn't talk about Drew Doughty's goal, which was a great goal. It technically came right after the power play, so it was not an official power play goal. It was an awesome shot, mm-hmm. that just a really hard shot that beat Crawford, and I think there was like enough traffic in front that he never really saw it. So great effort by Drew Doughty on that one. And then so the Kings are up. 4-2, and then the Blackhawks score with three seconds left. Technically, I think it went to Patrick Sharp, and it was like a deflection, but who really cares? Because the Kings still won. <laughs> um, I love it, too, because everyone's like, oh, when is Patrick Sharp going to wake up? Because yeah. he's been not great, you know, in the past few games in the series. And I'm like, oh, he's going to wake up when it literally doesn't matter. Yeah, when it, who cares? But so, nothing's going to happen. Good right job, now. Patrick Sharp. <laughs> so thank you for the streamers. Uh, yeah, for real. I also <laughs> have to give credit to the way the Kings have shut down the other winger on that line, Patrick Kane, yes. who had a couple of great chances that, like, two, like, point blank tra- chances on Jonathan Quick that he stopped. That was great saves mm-hmm. by him. But for the most part, the Kings have forced Patrick Kane to dump the puck a lot. Or, like, when we talked about with those two poke checks, like, when he has the puck, they've been a lot better at reading him and then stopping his chances. Which is great for someone who, obviously, we all know was the person that ended up ending the King series in a two-on-one, and who is a very dangerous player in general. Great job limiting that dude a whole bunch so far in this series. Oh, and another thing that I really want to talk about is someone tweeted or retweeted it, but something about Tanner Pearson not caring for hybridizing. Because every time he hustled the shit out of it and beat whatever Blackhawks player to the puck. I think it was... It was Brent Seabrook. There were a couple of them that I saw that he he at least tried, but yeah, also Seabrook, where he just hustled and was like, forget icing. I want to score a goal, so let's do this. (laughs) He's he's done it a number of times, but the big one that I think that people noticed was in the third period on Brent Seabrook, where he totally was like, I'm going to catch up to you, and this is not going to be an icing, so deal with it. And I mean, like, Brent Seabrook is not necessarily the fastest player anyway, but he had quite a head start on Tanner Pearson. Right. So an interesting thing about this game in terms of goaltending is that actually both goaltenders finished the game um, sub 900. (laughs) So not great. I mean, Quick would have had above 900 if that third goal hadn't gone in. And again, because that third goal didn't really mean anything, you can't... I don't know, get too mad about it. But also I feel like there were, for both for both goaltenders, even with those save percentages, there were moments where they stopped really key opportunities. Oh, they were fantastic. Yeah. This, uh, this game, like with all of the scoring chances or as much traffic as there was in front of the net, I'm th- thinking of the Kings in front of Corey Crawford. He was phenomenal, but the Kings were just still able to beat him. Yeah, I mean, like the chance that I think of with Crawford, like, with Quick, I've already said, I think like those two saves on Patrick Kane were a great example mm-hmm. of where he came up really big at a really important time. With Crawford, the one that I think of first, even though I think there were a couple of them, was Mike Richards gets a shot through to Dustin Brown, who has right. an opportunity to bury it, but Crawford gets his pad over just in time. Yeah. Good save! And could have really hurt the Blackhawks even more. But, you know, he comes up big for them. So I think even though those goaltenders, like, neither one of them obviously had a great night, they did have some great moments within the game as well. So I thought pretty exciting, fun game to watch all around for both teams. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. The Kings played very well. I'm very pleased that they win. They won, but it wasn't... And, like, they did... Dom- like, I don't want to say that they dominated the game. They kind of did. But it was just, like, a great showing from both yeah. So it was very exciting. This is a great series. Yeah. It's Love been it. fun. I think they're, you know, 
living up to the expectations that people might have even had last postseason, but because the Kings were not on top of it, they didn't really put forth quite the performance that people would have liked. But this season, both teams are, I think, really living up to it, and it's been been pretty fun to to watch as they go along. I had a great time watching this game. It was a good game to be in the arena for. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully both teams play really well in the fourth game and the Kings still win. This is all I want. That's what I want to see. More streamers. And I hope that they never, the Blackhawks never figure out an answer to the Kings' second line. Oh, absolutely. Uh, After the, after the game, someone asked about, you know, Coach Q, you know, whether he was going to kind of mix up the lines and he's like, I'm going to look into it. Don't. And I'm fine with, I just, if he does, I hope that it's still provide zero answers because I just don't want that 70s line to be stopped. Yeah, I hope that him changing it up is like, "Mm, maybe we'll put Peter Regan back in and Peter Regan, however you pronounce his name. Maybe we'll let Brandon Bullock play more. (laughs) That's the answer, right? More minutes for Bullock. You saw something last night where somebody mentioned like how his last shift came after the Kings go-ahead goal. After the Kings go-ahead goal, Brandon Bullock no longer played. (laughs) That was the end of Brandon Bullock. There's just a, if you look at his shift chart, it's just a blank white space. Oh, rough for him. So it's just him scooting his butt up and down the bench and not doing anything. Yeah. Hilarious. Good times. Like, that second line has 19 points in their last four games, which extends back to Game 7 against the Ducks. In this series, they have 15 points in three games. Jeff Carter has seven points in the last two games. I think that's good, right? That seems pretty good to Three three and a half points per game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm stoked. We've talked a lot about this already, so probably we should wrap it up. But yeah, great game. Great effort from the Kings. Hopefully we see it again next game. We've talked about it a lot because we saw the game yesterday, talked about it for hours at the Yard House afterwards, and then watched the game again this morning. It's great. So (laughs) I had fun with it. So fun. Um, But yeah, take care of yourselves, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you after game four, which is Monday night. Until then, bye. Bye, everyone.